Hello and welcome to Southern Comfort, a SoCon podcast where we talk all things Southern Comfort sports. And this week we're talking football. I'm here with my first football podcast guest, uh, Matt Sullivan, who's a former manager, student manager at WCU, and he's current director of equipment at, at Wofford. Is that the correct title, Matt? Yes, it is. Director of equipment, uh, working with football. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about what you do and kind of how it is? Yeah, so uh, basically, um, let's see, I uh, assist um, you know, setting up practice, um, uh, any equipment needs uh, for practice, setting those up, uh, spotting the ball during practice, uh, cleaning up post-practice, um, doing laundry, um, in charge of ordering apparel, um, anything um, needed for, you know, apparel and equipment for the team, um, fit players for, you know, helmet, shoulder pads, all that type of stuff. Um, uh, let's see what else. Uh, travel. Um, anytime we go on a road game, um, got to pack the truck, um, fill all the equipment, any sideline stuff we need, um, and assist with that. Um, and then on game day, I'm really in charge of setting up headsets, making sure those work um, so we can have communication from the coach's box down to the sideline. Um, and just, uh, you know, it's kind of a job that's got, you know, many things under it, um, but those are some of the main ones. Uh, day-to-day, it's a lot of laundry, a lot of uh, a lot of organizational stuff, um, but then game days, um, you know, just headsets, uh, any, any equipment issues during a game, that type of stuff. So uh, it, it spans um, over a wide variety of things. I gotcha. Um, and you mentioned kind of some of your game day activities and this this coming up Saturday will be your first game day are you excited for that your first game day is like a head manager yeah yeah you know it's it's exciting uh, a little nerve-wracking um but yeah it's it's exciting um it's gonna be good to get out and uh, you know, play some football it's uh, it's time uh you know I know Wofford uh, coming from Western you know Western played this fall um so they they've had a taste of football um, but here at Wofford um, they haven't played since uh, the the previous fall, so it's been over a year and, and a couple months since they've played a game of football, and they're ready. And uh, you know, I think the SoCon's ready in general uh, to get get out and you know let these guys play. Um, and you mentioned it; uh, it's kind of the first first ever SoCon spring ball, and we're not sure if this is something that's going to occur every year. But uh, you mentioned kind of the yearly delay. What do you think are some of the takeaways that's going to change, you know, this year and seeing only a SoCon slate is, you know, is this kind of the, the time for the underdogs or you uh, think the top dogs are still going to reign supreme? I think, um, I think it'll be interesting to see um, a lot of, a lot of time to, you know, maybe make some changes, uh, you know, you know, surprise some people. I think in the SoCon you're going to see, um, I think it's going to be a pretty tight race. I think you're going to see, um, you know, quite a few of the teams, um, you know, stay, uh, you know, I think it'll be a pretty close race. So um, I think not playing, I think the teams that played in the fall are going to have a little bit of advantage um, coming in just because they, you know, personnel wise, um, you know, uh, they've, they've had time to, you know, work on some things, um, you know, facing other competition. Um, we're like Wofford. It's been, uh, you know, offense versus defense, uh, staying, uh, you know, they haven't been able to see, um, you know, different looks, um, you know, haven't had that in-game experience. So I think that's going to be interesting to watch um, is how, uh, you know, how these young guys, these freshmen that came in, 
um, who might be playing their first game this weekend, um, you know, across the conference. Um, some of these younger guys, um, seeing how they respond. Uh, I think that'll be interesting to watch. Um, yeah, a year of beating your own guys up, you know, you're finally ready to go out there and hit somebody that's not wearing the same color as you, right? Exactly. And uh, I think that's another thing. Um, you say beating your guys up. I think that's something i got to watch uh, this spring is, is, is possible injuries. I think that's one of the downfalls with spring football um, in, in general is guys that, you know, might, you might have a pretty severe injury, um, you know, in the fall, you're able to, you know, work them back through the spring and get them back in over the summer and they're ready for camp. Um, you know, if a guy goes down the spring, who knows if they're going to be ready for that fall game. Uh, I think the spring football is probably, a, you know, one, one season deal. Uh, I think in the fall, you're going to see it, you know, roll back to normal. Um, but at the same time, uh, it is exciting to see um, kind of what, what we got. Um, I think it, it's nice to put uh, FCS football on the national stage, um, especially, um, especially the SOCON too. Um, you know, some of these big SEC schools take a lot of draw, you know, out of Georgia, South Carolina, um, Alabama, you know, North Carolina, even with ACC football. Um, so I think it'll be good to give some of these smaller schools uh, kind of a, a look on a national stage. Yeah, and you mentioned the spring into fall transition and maybe some of the players' injuries. Is that something you think we're going to see different players there? Um, a school like VMI is going to be losing their quarterback that they're going to have this spring, but not have in the fall. Is that going to be, you know, kind of something that's going to be different this year? Yeah, I think so. I think you're going to see a lot of guys, um, a lot of teams play a lot of players early. I think you're going to see um, trying to work on depth. I think some schools are going to take this spring as a, as a way uh, to, to develop guys that, that might not necessarily get looks early in a normal season. Um, just to kind of save guys. Uh, you, you, you just don't want to wear them out because um, there's a season. Uh, there's a, you know, realistically, you get done in April. You have, um, let's see, May, June, beginning part of July to get guys kind of healed up and healthy, and then you go right back to it, and that's unheard of. So I think you're going to see a lot of a lot of guys playing, trying to build some depth, Um and I think a lot of coaches are going to kind of take a look at, you know, what do we have, you know, going into the fall. I think I think some schools are going to really use it as a, as a season to develop. I think there's going to be some schools that really are going to fight and, you know, come out and try to win a conference championship. But I think it'll be interesting to see, I think it'll be interesting to see um, what each team kind of does coming out. Yeah, and you mentioned at some schools, you know, like you're, you're from your alma mater, Western Carolina. Um, we're pretty, we're picked down there last, you know, it might be more of a development season for them to run into fall versus the school that you're at now, Wofford, you know, you're thinking SoCon title playoffs, sure. all that for jazz sure. yeah. um, to transfer into it. I'm going to throw some of the, you know, key players at you that were picked in the preseason teams. Um, Reese Udinsky, uh, quarterback at VMI, Willie Eubanks is a, uh, linebacker down there at the Citadel, those are your offensive and defensive player of the years. Um, is there anything that stands out to you? It was very heavily, you know, kind of Chattanooga, Wofford, Furman um, led both teams. Do you got any, any players you see having a good spring ball? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think watching the quarterback from VMI is going to be real interesting. Uh, he's going to Maryland next fall. Um, so he's already, you know, said that, um, but he's going to stay through the spring um, and play for VMI. I really talented quarterback, um, really moves that offense really well. Um, I think he, he, uh, he was rightly picked uh, 
you know, preseason player of the year, uh, just cause, uh, one, he, he's, he's a great quarterback, but two, he's kind of got that, you know, heading to Maryland, going to play big 10 football, but he's also staying for the spring. So I think rightly so he was picked, um, you know, you look at the, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, um, Michael Mason, uh, you see, he's the only sophomore on the, on the list on either offense or defensive side. uh, seeing him at Wofford, you know, really athletic D lineman, um, really skilled, um, you know, bigger guy, um, you I, I, I'm interested to see him grow and develop this year. Um, he's going to be a big time player for us. So I think watching him is going to be good. Um, and then Jaden Pauling out, out of Western, um, you know, I got time to, you know, I got two years, two years with him up there. Um, he's a really talented guy, really athletic, um, really makes a lot of plays on the ball as well. Uh, you know, forces turnovers, um, you know, really good coming off the edge, um, kind of playing outside. Uh, got a lot of speed. So he, he's another guy to watch. Um, but yeah, I think if you look at it, you do see a lot of Furman, ETSU, Chattanooga. Uh, and, and I think it almost, you know, kind of corresponds with, with the rankings. Um, you, you see a lot of Wofford as well. Um, so, so I think it corresponds with the rankings. Uh, if, if you notice that. Um, yeah, it really does. And I feel like that's most of the preseason um, preseason. SoCon. Uh, basketball kind of corresponded that way a little bit. It's obviously been very different. Exactly. Is there a team that you would highlight? You know, I, I know you believe your 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 Terriers are going to go definitely deep in this thing. Is there a team kind of lower five through nine, Samford, VMI, Mercer, ETSU, Western, that you could see breaking into that top four? Um, I, I see uh, – let's see. Samford's always good. Um, I think they, they've got a chance to really kind of break into that top four and, you know, compete with Citadel and, and Chattanooga. Um, but a team that, you know, I think, you know, some people are sleeping on is that Mercer team. Uh, they're talented, they're young, um, you know, just, they, they've really, um, you know, they've got an offense that can kind of stomp defenses um, coming in. So I, th- I think Mercer's a team to watch out for. I think they've got a chance to, you know, win some games and maybe not compete for the championship, but definitely, uh, definitely make it interesting in some games and, you know, maybe knock off a team or two that, um, that can, you know, that can, that can lead to something uh, going towards the playoffs and, and the conference championship. Um, and that's a team you mentioned, Mercer, looking at it here now. I do not believe they have a single player on preseason first team or second team. Is that something you put up in the locker room that puts a chip on your shoulder? You know, they I, didn't I think, think any so. of you guys were good enough. I think so. I think they do. And I, I, they are young and, and they, but they, they run an offense where it's going to be, you know, heavily run dominant. They're going to try to control the clock. Um, they're going to try to wear defenses down, and in the fourth quarter, they're going to hope your uh, your defense is worn out, and they can you know take some shots on you. So that's what you got to look out for um, out of them. And I think so many teams in the SoCon that kind of do that, uh, you know, Wofford, uh, Furman, and uh, Mercer, uh, that kind of run a little, little bit of a triple option. I like to control the clock, like to run it down. Um, you know, they're the teams that can run those seven, eight minute drives and and really uh, really wear out a defense. And then they really try to take advantage of you late in the game uh, when you're worn out. And that, I think that's, uh, that's uh, if you, at this level, um, it's a good, it's a good, uh, good way to win. And I think they're, they're going to try to kind of follow in and do that themselves. So. Yeah, and you mentioned the, the VMI quarterback. Do you see a lot of possible SOCON grad transfers here? I believe um, everybody this year is getting an extra year. You see guys, you know, maybe seniors that are going to have the opportunity to go make a difference at a higher level. Do you think we'll see a lot of transfers out for the fall? 
I, I don't know. You know, that's an interesting question. I think yes and no. I think you're going to see a few guys try to go bigger, kind of use it as a as an opportunity to go play bigger football. I do think some, you know, a lot of players might actually, you know, stay where they're at and, and use it as a year to, you know, develop and get better. But then, you know, you got fifth and, you know, even possibly a six-year senior um, to add depth to a team and a roster. I think, you know, that's what you got to look out for. Some of those, some of those teams that kind of, you know, are able to stock up on those, those seniors and keep them stay and uh, have them stay. I think um, that that'll really help them. Um, going into that following season just with, uh, you know, just consistency um, and, and just overall, I think they're going to be um, in a pretty good spot. So I think you're going to see teams try to keep guys. Um, but I do think you're going to see a couple of the bigger names, um, maybe try to go play bigger football, which if you have the opportunity, I, I don't blame them at all. You definitely have to take that jump because you're trying to get to the league if you're really <laughs> a football player at the end. Um, and a team that you mentioned, you know, being in the top four, um, and you mentioned they have a lot of players on either the first team or second team. Chattanooga, uh, what do you think is going on up there in Tennessee? I, I honestly, I, I, maybe it's my conspiracy theory. I don't believe they're going to play. You think Chattanooga ends up playing football this uh, spring? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, I think the players, I assume, would pretty uh, would probably want to play. Uh, I know they had a little COVID issue. Um, which kind of delayed the start of practice. Um, that's why they're not playing this spring, uh, this, uh, this, this yeah. week yeah um just because they're a little delayed um i know they did put pads on uh, and they've been practicing so we'll see uh we play you know wofford plays in week two so uh we'll see um i know that there's also they'd said something about uh their stadium um that that stadium in downtown chattanooga um it was winterized and maybe not having a place to play haven't heard any more about that, so uh, I get we'll we'll hopefully have some news on, you know, what their plans going forward are. Uh, hopefully this week, um, so we can prepare for next week. Um, and you know, we do go to chat, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, that's kind of some of my conspiracy theory as to why I think they're not playing. They've had the COVID issues. I I don't believe they have a place to play. I don't know where Chattanooga's gonna be playing home football, and I don't know who's coaching the team. I I know they've had a lot of turnover. Um, and mentioned coaches leaving. Um, you mentioned, I guess, you y'all's defensive coordinator just recently um, changed positions, didn't he? Change teams. Yeah, he um, he's now a quality control uh, linebackers coach from the Minnesota Vikings. So he left last week um, to go up there. Um, it was kind of sudden, but uh, I mean that's a job you got to go for uh, when you have a chance to go to the league and, and you know develop and learn up there from those guys. Uh, you got to take the chance. So, so he went ahead and go. Our D line coach actually as well. Um, he just went to work uh, for the Houston Texans. He's going to be an assistant D line coach there. So, uh, a little bit of staff moves. Um, looking at it though, this is the normal time. Uh, if you look at you know normal football and scheduling and you know how it normally goes, you finish in the fall, uh, kind of you get the Christmas break and you come back from Christmas and there's some coaching changes and you know new coaches getting hired and bringing uh, bringing in new staff. So uh, I think in a normal you know normal cycle, this is kind of the time that this happens anyway. Um, it does stink because you know we're going to play spring football here uh, this weekend, but you know, when you get an opportunity, you got to take it. And I think that's what you're seeing across the SOCON and, you know, really across the country right now is, is uh, you know, coaches come in and develop staffs and, you know, coaches move. Is, this is the normal time. And so I think just because, you know, we're playing spring football doesn't mean that needs to stop. Um, it's just, you know, it's part of the COVID deal, you know. 
definitely. And just because just because F- FCS decided to play spring ball, you know, everyone else is still kind of on the football track. Exactly. Um, and you mentioned that turnover um, from spring to fall and playing fall football for some of these teams. Do you think that's going to give some teams an edge? I know me personally, maybe just because of, you know, the purple and gold in me, I'm hoping that that's yeah. going to give Western the edge. We didn't have much turnover. Uh, who played fall football. Do you think that's something that can make a difference, and may, especially maybe early on before teams get some legs under them? I do. I think uh, teams that played in the fall will have a little advantage uh, week one, um, you know, maybe even week two or week three. I think it will level out uh, middle of the year um, as teams, you know, have their, uh, you know, have their first few games. But I think Western is a team that, um, that really uh, played, played up. Uh, they played Liberty, EKU, and UNC. Um, I think that gave them, you know, a chance to kind of see where they're at and develop some younger guys. We, we saw a lot of younger guys, uh, guys playing, especially in the EKU game we went to. Um, a lot of guys that, you know, we'd never heard of, um, you know, freshmen, sophomores, um, kind of coming out and seeing, seeing where they were at. I think that'll help them. Um, once from a depth, depth perspective, uh, experience, in-game situations, um, early on I think that helps. Um, I know Citadel played four games. Um, they played, uh, let's see here, they played South Florida at Clemson, EKU, and then Army, um, all teams. You know, they went 0-4, um, um, but they, they gave Army a game there at the end of the year um, and, and kept it really close. So I think that's something to look out for um, are these teams that did play in the fall um, early on, just, just kind of having, having gone through the motions. I think they will have a chance to, you know, really start out, uh, start out fast. I think teams that didn't play are, are going to come out of the gate. I think they're going to come out of the gate, you know, fired up because they're finally tasting football again. I think just the overall football uh, game operation, though, they're going to have to, uh, you know, kind of get get used to. Um, definitely. And you mentioned that some of the freshmen this year for teams like Western Carolina and Mercer and the Citadel, you know, they've got an opportunity to have a game day before and have a walkthrough and all that. But teams like, you know, Furman, ETSU, Samford, Wofford, this is their first time for their their freshmen to be suiting up in pads and going out to play somebody else. Um, and I'll throw the the slate at you for next week, let you make some picks. Obviously, we're going we're gonna to stay away from your Wofford Terriers. We're just going <laughs> to go down there to Mercer and blow them out. Uh, Mercer's coming up here, so they're, they're going to get a taste of uh, tasted Gibbs Stadium. Oh, for sure. Oh, so you get your first one as a home game. That's got to be good for you, right? Yeah, no, that's nice. Get under the belt. Uh, we had a little mock scrimmage on on Saturday, so uh, you know, set it all up. Yeah, so that that was good. Um, so Samford at ETSU. Neither of those teams played fall football. You think it's going to be ugly? You think it's going to be a, a close? I think it'll be tight. I do think Samford wins it. I think ETSU is. Um, you're going to be a good team. I don't think they have what it takes to get over Sanford, um, but I think that will be a, you know, decently close game. Uh, it's at ETSU, so that always helps. Um, but Sanford, I think, is going to be a you know, team to watch out for. And then WCU is traveling to Furman. Um, Furman did not play fall, fall football, and as you mentioned, Western did, but we know there's been some roster turnover there in Colowee. You got a winner in that one? I, you know, can't go against them. And we'll go with the cats. Uh, I think it'll be uh, be a close one. You have a key to that game. Um, you know, Ryan Glover's coming in. I'm assuming he's going to be the starting quarterback um, for our cats. You think uh, we need to go air raid, or are we going to run the damn ball and get Donovan Spencer the ball? 
I think you got to run the ball a little bit, uh, try to control time and possession. You want to keep your defense uh, on on the sideline as much as possible. Um, that way they don't get worn out. Uh, Furman's going to do a heavy dose of the run. They're going to run the clock. They're going to try to control the game. I think Western's just got to come in with the mindset of when we have the ball, we got to, you know, be smart with the football. Don't turn it over, but run the clock and, uh, you know, try to, try to keep your defense off the field, uh, keep them as well rested as you can. And uh, just, just Western's just got to understand that every possession in a game like that matters. Uh, you can't just throw it away. Um, there's no point of, you know, uh, Furman's going to have the ball for six, seven, eight minute drives in a quarter. And you just got to kind of weather the storm and, you know, come out and, you know, go score. So that's, that's going to have to be the key is just controlling the ball, um, being smart with the ball when you have it um, and trying to force some turnovers on defense. Yeah, definitely. If you give a team that's arguably better than you, the ball a lot, probably not going to win many football games that way. Yeah. Um, and maybe something else. One of the last things to really touch on here, as far as it's going, you think we see guys kind of do the, you know, the Lenard Fournette. I think he was one of the first ones that did it, but do they, they sit out. Do you see the VMI guy, you know, if they're, they're, four and oh or oh and four like in the, the later half of the socon slate you see him saying i'm not playing anymore i'm going to maryland i'm not going to get hurt out here with you guys like you see some people starting kind of sitting out later in the season i don't know if you see him uh just because he did he he did stick with them for the spring i think when you show that commitment you got to finish it out i do think if guys get banged up uh might have an injury that you know they possibly think could lead to a bigger injury uh shutting it down I think you got to, I think coaches will understand that as well. I think you're going to have a few guys that, um, you know, maybe if, I don't know, if, say for some reason Furman goes 0 6 to start, I think you will see some guys shut down uh, just, just to be safe. I, I don't, I'm, and I'm not saying it's going to be like an NFL preseason, you know, you get a guy a quarter and then say, all right, you're done. But I, I do think you're going to see guys. Um, if the season isn't going well um, and some coaches as well, just deciding we'd rather be rested and ready to go in the fall and, and uh, using a lot of trying to build depth and using a lot of second and third team guys um, towards the end of the year for those teams that aren't necessarily doing well. I do think the teams that are fighting um, you know, for those top three spots, uh, we did see the MEAC um, drop um, for the spring, which opened up another at-large bid. So I think, realistically we could get to maybe maybe three play three teams depending on the rankings um from the socon into the playoffs so i think i think it'll be an interesting uh there'll be a divide somewhere where you're going to see you know teams really competing and then you're going to see teams deciding hey let's pack it in for the fall so that's something we'll have to watch out for over the next coming weeks um you know probably game five or six you'll start to see um you know who's really who's for real and who's not I'm definitely and I think you can see some, you know, the cats if we're 0 and six down there, there's no point in burning out sophomores and juniors. We save them for the fall and the same way, you know, if, if you said somehow Furman was 0 and six, you know, you're gonna you're gonna sit your guys for fall football. Um and you mentioned the MEAC shutting down is South Carolina State does. Does the commissioner, so called commissioner, need to jot them down a little letter and tell them to come play? I don't know. I, I don't think they will. It's a little late. Um now if a team or two dropped from the SOCON and, and then we needed to fill some games somewhere. Why not? You know, you could throw in a little, you can, if uh, you're playing say Chattanooga dropped and you're playing them week five and you want to put in a little, uh, you know, South Carolina state action or something like that, just to, just to get, um, you know, a game 
in that week, why not? Um, but I don't think they'll become part of the conference. I don't think they'll do a do a Notre Dame per se and come play with us for the spring. I think they'll uh, they'll be a, a non conference opponent at best. Well, for sure, but you know, in the the season of spring football, why not? That's how I feel about it. Exactly. You have any kind of closing statements here on SoCon spring football? Is our little preseason, you know, episodes coming to an end? Do you see anything crazy happening? Any bold statements? Uh, Offered, Offered winning another one, right? Uh, let's hope so. You know, love to get a ring. I think it'll be a. I think it's going to be a good season. I think it's going to be. A, you're going to see a lot of teams um, competing. I don't think there's going to be, you know, those top four teams and then the bottom, um, and then the bottom five. I think you're going to see that, you know, you might have a top team or top two teams, but there's going to be a real battle for those third, fourth, and fifth spots. I think it's going to be a, a year of, uh, you know, it'll be an interesting year because, uh, you know, you never know, come off those Wednesday tests, you know, who's going to be available. So that's another thing you got to look out for is you could have a, you know, you're starting running back and your heat contact traced out your, your second string running back. And all of a sudden you're starting your third string running back. So it could be that type of year. Um, that's going to be something to watch as well, but I think it's going to be a fun year of, uh, you know, fun spring of SoCon football and, you know, it's, it's here and I, I'm ready. Let's go play football. Definitely. We appreciate you making the time to be on the podcast today, Matt. For sure. I appreciate it and uh, look forward to uh, talking to you soon.